Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. For joining us right now because the doctor is in is Dr. Parul Shukla, who's the regional chief of colon and rectal surgery for Westchester Northwell Health. And he serves, uh, he sees patients and performs surgery at Lenox Hill Hospital in Manhattan on the Upper East Side, as well as Phelps Memorial in Westchester and Northern Westchester Hospital in Mount Kisco. And he serves as well as a professor of surgery at the Zucker School of Medicine at Hofstra. He specializes in the treatment of colon and rectal cancers, including advanced polyps that are unsuitable for removal in the colonoscopy itself. He also specializes in Crohn's disease, diverticulitis, complex pelvic issues, and ulcerative colitis. And let's face it, there are a lot of people in the world that we know that suffer from one or a host of these different ailments. And this is something that the rest of us have to be looking at in terms of preventative care. Dr. Shukla, welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show today. Hello. Hi. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, well, it's, it's a, a pleasure, pleasure. To, to join your show. Thank you. I want to tell you that I want to actually begin with this um, big news report that showed, and this was the Wall Street Journal publishing a study that colorectal cancer rates were inexplicably rising in young people, often in the advanced stages of the disease. And what it said was about 20% of new colorectal cancer diagnoses were in patients under the age of 55 in 2019, compared with only 11% in 1995. And they call it a worrisome trend, and people don't exactly know why that's happening. So, Dr. Shukla, what can you tell us about this? Are, are you seeing this, by the way, anecdotally in your practice in this area? Yes, I am. You know, and as you mentioned, it is very worrying. So, March is Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month, and it's a very important month for us to spread awareness uh, about not only colorectal cancer and its treatment, but also encouraging people to get screened because uh, colorectal cancer, fortunately, has a, a mechanism by which you can prevent cancer from happening because if you pick up polyps in the medical parlance, we call them adenomas, and if these polyps can be removed before they become a cancer, you're basically preventing cancer. So it's, it's a very important model in cancers, uh, which we have colorectal cancer, that is, because there is a benign condition which progresses and becomes a cancer. 
Um, so you basically, the, you literally have to snip it in the bud, like literally. Exactly, exactly. Yes. And, you know, that's, that's really the awareness we would like to uh, spread and make, make people aware. Because uh, in the U.S., uh, only up to 60% of the eligible population actually gets colonoscopies. And, you know, we have a lot of gap to improve. Um, we are trying to study uh, in Westchester what's the rate of uh, the uptake of screening colonoscopies. So we will have those uh, that data soon. But, you know, as someone who treats cancer, I really would love to have been treating pre-cancer rather than cancer. Well, Dr. Shukla, let me, let me just tell you, this is something as a patient, okay, patient point of view. I went ahead at 50 and I did the colonoscopy and I woke up and I'm like, are you sure you did that? Because it was perfectly painless and I had no complications. Everything was wonderful. But, but it was a day out of work and it was somebody needing to drive me home. And it was a little bit of anxiety about anesthesia ahead of time. And that was with no complications whatsoever. And it was a very good result. What I wanted to do going forward, and this is what I want your advice about, is I wanted to just take a picture. I had a good baseline colonoscopy. Now I just want to take the virtual screening. But a lot of people are discouraging me from doing that. So I haven't done anything. I'm now 62 and I haven't done anything. And that's not good either. But I'm just telling you, I've been avoiding getting another colonoscopy because I didn't want to have to take another day off from work and take a chance that somebody was going to make a mistake on inside my body. No, that's that's a great question. And I really appreciate the fact that you mentioned that you had a colonoscopy at 50 because coming from a prominent personality like you, that really also drives people to th- take their health seriously. The guidelines have now changed, and we recommend, the U.S. Uh, uh, GI Task Force recommends that the first screening colonoscopy should be done at age 45. Really? So from 50, it's down to oh. 45. and. That's a reflection, you know, of the first question you asked me about the young patients getting cancers, mm. colorectal cancer, and that's a very worrying trend. Um, so in someone like you who's had a normal colonoscopy at 50, the recommendation would be after 10 years, you need to get another one. Right. I'm um, a little late. And, I know that. And, I'm late. And the reason why you, the 10 years is, is not a random number. It's because if you had a smallest polyp start on the first year after your colonoscopy at the age of 51, for example, it takes a long time for that polyp to get larger and large enough for us to first see it and then to deal with it. So it it has a lag phase of several years. Having said that, once polyps become large, then they become more dangerous because Mm. the cells are dividing faster. So if you had another colonoscopy now and that was also completely normal, then you're really, you know, in in the zone where do I need to do this again? And that brings me to, you know, there are different other screening tests, like you test for blood in the stool. There's a a test called the Cologuard, which is now quite um, commonly seen. I know, but it was so gross. I didn't want to do it, Dr. Shukla. That's the problem. I should have done it, but I didn't want to do it. It was gross. It sat in my bathroom for months, and then I threw it away. I'm the worst. I'm terrible. But, you know, it's, it's a fairly simple test. I know it's is gross, it? but it, it really is, is a, this is what we call as two-step uh, screening. Colonoscopy is a one-step screening because if you have a colonoscopy, 
you really don't need to do anything else. If you do a, a, a cologuard, for example, and if that was positive, a cologuard is pretty specific. It picks up blood, but it also picks up the adenoma and the carcinoma, the cancer. Mm -hmm. So it's not only reporting that you have blood in the stool, but it's picked up some cells which can indicate that you need a colonoscopy because you may have a polyp which needs to be removed. The cologuard is not foolproof. It's something I would recommend in someone who's uh, elderly on blood thinners. We don't need to stop them uh, taking I blood see. thinners and who I have see. had a colonoscopy, which is normal. So a cologuard helps you screen in those patients. Oh, that's good to know. Well, what about this virtual, what about taking a picture? How come that's not widely recommended among colorectal surgeons? What, what's going on with the picture? So uh, as compared to a mammography, is that the question you're asking? Me? Well, yeah. I mean, a mammography is a standard of care for a breast screening. Why can't we have a standard of care as a picture? Again, when you've already been in the colon like me and you've said, well, she was clean as a whistle at 50, let's just take a picture at 60 and see how she's doing. How come that's not going to be reliable enough? So the picture we would take, it's, it's called a virtual colonoscopy, and mm -hmm. that's basically done um, by a CT scan. So uh, contrast is injected, uh, liquid contrast, uh, into the uh, rectal area. There's some air which is also injected. That creates what is called a double contrast. So you can see growth in the colon on the virtual colonoscopy. Uh, the downside of that is if you see something, we would have to deal with it, and that will require a colonoscopy. So my answer to your question is, yes, you can have an imaging study. Um, is it good? It is good, but it's not as uncomfortable, uh, you know, it's not as comfortable as you like it because you'll have to have an enema study. You'll have to have I this see. in the... Okay. I didn't realize that. I thought it was like, you know, a picture, like easily, like just literally like a picture, you know, not with any kind of invasive anything ahead of time. I didn't realize that. So you're saying if you want to do the screening, the Cologuard is probably the best recommended step one before you would necessarily need the full colonoscopy if you haven't already had at least a baseline one at 50 or now at 45. You recommend that for everybody anyway. You think everybody should have a full-scale colonoscopy. Am I right? Yes, yes, at 45. And mm -hmm. if you have a family history of having a significant, uh, like someone has a cancer or uh, your mother or father had polyps in, in their colonoscopies, then the age would be 40. So we are trying to find these uh, polyps in younger patients to prevent cancers from happening. Uh, Dr. Perul Shukla, will you stay on with us? We're going to take some questions. 203-333-9422 is our sure. number. We're chatting about colorectal surgery, diverticulitis, uh, all kinds of other things, Crohn's disease that may affect your colon. If you have any questions, give us a call at 203-333-9422. We'll be right back. 333-9422, we're chatting with Dr. Perul Shukla, the Regional Chief of Colon and Rectal Surgery. For Northwell Health, let's go to Robert in Danbury. Robert, welcome to the show. Hello and good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Fine, thanks. What's your question for the doctor? All right. I, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease in 1977. I've had five surgeries on my intestines. One was a perforated bowel. The rest were uh, 
blockages and stuff like that. Uh, in 2013, I got multiple myeloma cancer with a stage three kidney failure, and I had a stem cell transplant, which took away the Crohn's uh, being active anymore. That's amazing. I still have issues because amazing I have 10 you're feet still alive. left. <clears throat> What's that? It's amazing you're still alive. Really, it's extraordinary. Congratulations. It sounds like you've been through the yeah. middle. Yeah. Went yeah. through a divorce at the same time. The, the ex- Wow. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Robert. What's your question for the doctor? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I think he just dropped off accidentally, Dr. Shukla. Hearing that history uh, with the implication that the stem cell removed his Crohn's disease, do we know about that? Is stem cell treatment a treatment for Crohn's disease? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. So it's, it's investigational. It's not a mainstay of therapy, but we are using... Um, this under study conditions. So, you know, I, I cannot say that this is prime time available, but certainly there are centers where studies are ongoing and um, we would inject. So I have used uh, stem cells in a research project where patients who have Crohn's disease um, may develop anal fistulas, uh, which are very difficult to heal. And uh, we were one of the centers where we were injecting uh, stem cells in a blinded fashion. So we had one arm of patients who were getting a placebo injection and the other arm were getting the stem cells. And there is good data from Europe that these are effective. Uh, so, you know, there is, I think in the future, we will see more data come through. And then once we are sure this works, it would come into clinical practice. But we're chatting. Robert, welcome back to the show. I was uh, following up on your question for Dr. Shukla. But Dr. Shukla, what you're saying is that there's a pretty significant complication of these anal fistulas that that developed after that treatment. Is that what you're saying? No, it was used to treat anal fistulas. Oh, I thought you said that it developed as a result of the stem cell. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. So it helped. So you've seen that it could, while it isn't uh, widely used yet, you think that it might be a helpful therapy? Yes. It, it remains investigational at this time. It's under study. Okay. Robert, did you want to contribute further? I was following up on your conversation well, about stem cells. I was just wondering, uh, why isn't there more of this done? Because with myself, it's just like uh, there's no active Crohn's anymore. I've had uh, the double balloon push endoscopy and the colonoscopy last year and both of them showed no active Crohn's and this is 10 years out from my stem cell 
this year. This is, this is really good news, Robert. So, you know, I'm, I'm very yes, happy to yes. hear. And, and I just, and, uh, you know, it's a very uh, hard disease to deal with. And I would just think that you, you would want to do this more often for people to try to help them out. Yes. And, you know, Crohn's disease is also very, uh, there's, a, there's a big range of how patients can, can have uh, symptoms. Um, so, you know, it could, as I mentioned, uh, Crohn's disease can present as anal fistulas. It can present as fistulas in your bowel. Uh, it can be uh, in, in some patients uh, extremely uh, symptomatic where they have strictures in their bowel. They can't eat uh, well. You know, they can't thrive. So it obviously, you know, when you, when you treat patients, it depends on the range of symptoms they have and the load of the disease they have, um, the less uh, affected areas you have, the more likely you're going to respond. Right. Okay. Thank you. Dr. Sh- thank you so much, Robert, for the call, and I wish you continued good health. Uh, Dr. Shukla, I have a question. Speaking of Crohn's disease, I know people in my family that have Crohn's disease, and they are managed very well on uh, on shots. I think Stellara yes. is one of them, so, yes. a couple of them. Um what do we know about the science of how long the efficacy of these treatments are with people? Are we showing that people can take these shots forever and they work forever? What, what are we finding out? So we are finding out that uh, we have many options at this time. And the, the way uh, this would be treated by the IBD experts, the gastroenterologists who treat uh, Crohn's and ulcerative colitis, is they would start treating with what would be uh, simpler medications and then heading up to what is called as biologics. So when you reach the point of uh, Stellara, Remicade, there are different medications which are used. If patients are responding, they will continue on that. And if they stop responding, then you go from a first-line to a second-line therapy. Um, and at some point, uh, patients, uh, you know, their, their disease goes into remission if they're lucky, like Robert was. And then the decision would be, can you come off treatment and can you be watched? So there's a, there's a very, uh, uh, re- the relationship you sort of develop with your physician team is extremely important because, uh, you know, patients with Crohn's or colitis and even with cancers, uh, you know, they need long-term follow-up. They need surveillance, examinations, studies, and uh, it's important to have a, a good team around you. We have a caller, Abigail from Shelton. Abigail, you're on the air with Dr. Perul Shukla, the Regional Chief of Colon and Rectal Surgery for Northwell Health in Westchester. Go ahead. Um, hi, doctor. I am hi. 80 years old, and um, I am debating whether to get a colonoscopy at this age because I've heard so many uh, different situations where they have punctured the colon. Um, I did get one and have been getting them periodically. And the last one, they found a large um, polyp. In fact, it was big that they didn't want to remove it all at once, so I had to go back six months later and get the other part removed. Um, I am due to go back, and I'm afraid because I heard that 
once you reach a certain age, you don't need a colonoscopy. So, you know, Abigail, thank you for your question and sharing an important uh, point there. So you are someone who had... Is the, hold on one second. Is the background, Abigail, coming from you or from the doctor? Is it from me, from sorry. I'm in, I'm in the That's okay. In the You're hospital. in the ER someplace? Okay, just wondering. Go ahead, doctor. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So in someone like Abigail, who's 80 years old, uh, if her colonoscopy, which was done most recently, and the one prior to that, uh, was really not showing anything and was normal, then she wouldn't require one. But if she had a large polyp, which required to be removed over two separate colonoscopic procedures, then, you know, we are, we, are, we are at a point where if that polyp was left alone, a large polyp, that's going to turn into cancer. And that brings me to an important point because, you know, the oldest uh, patient I have operated upon successfully uh, was 102 years old. Uh, this was a lady who had a cancer and... Um, um, you know, she was successfully operated upon, but mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not saying that she needed a colonoscopy at the age of 99, but we are seeing patients uh, of our population living so much longer. People are healthy. They are, you know, they are they are active, and uh, mm-hmm. if they have a history of having polyps or for cancer, then it makes sense for them to get one. But it's a discussion with their physician. And in, in a situation yeah. like this, you can also do a Cologuard first. Do the okay. Cologuard first. Do the screening. I was wondering if I should do the Cologuard first. Yeah, do first. it. Do what I didn't do, okay. Abigail. Do what yeah. I didn't do. Yeah, go ahead and do it. Do it. You're supposed okay. to do it. It's been very widely recognized with tremendous research behind it. Otherwise, these doctors wouldn't recommend it. It's a very good early screening. You should do it. Yes. Okay, and then yeah. they would be able to tell me whether I need the full colonoscopy. Yes, after. that's right. They that's can right. determine if there's a polyp up there through mm-hmm. col- yes. color guard. Yes. yes. Oh, good. Okay. Thanks, then I will. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you very much, doctor. Okay. You're welcome. Dr. Shukla. Okay. We could go so many places with this. I have so many questions I want to ask you. We're chatting with Dr. Perul Shukla, Regional Chief of Colon and Rectal Surgery for Westchester Northwell Health. Uh, so I just want to ask you this, and we only have a few minutes, but do you think, this is your own opinion, but you're a doctor, do you think that we're seeing an incidence of more colorectal cancer in young people because of our diet it's because of our lifestyle, you know, it's, it's diet, it's um, uh, moderate to severe uh, alcohol ingestion, smoking. So there are, there are lifestyle uh, modifications which have happened. Uh, for example, in, in the United States, the colorectal cancer is, is among the top five cancers in, in, in our country. Uh, one of the deadliest cancers because it's among the top five cancer-related deaths. Um, but screening has impacted. We have seen a small dip in our incidence, but that is being shadowed by the worry we have about the increase in the younger patients. Um, when we look worldwide and we're looking into the Far East and Korea and Japan, they are seeing an increase in colorectal cancer incidence, and that's because of red meat, smoking, uh, alcohol, that's, that's, a, that's a combination which is really a poor lifestyle. And, so and poor lifestyle we, ends up in our gut. 
You're saying alcohol ends up in our gut, not just food, alcohol, smoking, uh, the restriction of our, you know, of our um, arteries and veins inside our body because of smoking. Um, maybe the sedentary lifestyle itself also because it is, we're not yeah. getting being, rid being of our active, yeah. Being active, uh, you, know, uh, you know, drinking in moderation, you know, mild drinking uh, alcohol, not moderate to heavy. Uh, smoking is not good for in any way. Yeah, and there it is. So, you know, the choices that we make every single day, 100 times a day, have an impact on our body. That's what you're saying. Yes. Every single day, the choices that we make. It's very difficult because we have temptations around us and we have, um, we have the seduction of a sedentary uh, lifestyle with a lot of temptations around of things we know are not good for us, but they're right there in front of us. And they're socially sometimes, you know, very pressured depending upon our social context. So in order to live that healthy lifestyle, sometimes we have to say, We don't want to do this. We don't want to be a part of this group. We don't, we don't, we don't. That's not easy for a lot of people, doctor. It's not. Yes, it is not. But, But, you know, thanks to you, we are are spreading awareness, and I think that's very, very important. Yeah, it's very important. Dr. Perul Shukla, thank you very much for giving us your time today and your expertise. And once again, the takeaway is 45 and up. Get that baseline colonoscopy. Check it out every 10 years if you're a clean sweep. But if you're not, then be with your doctor and check it out a lot sooner. Cologuard is a good screening. And there's a lot of hope for people with Crohn's disease on the way, including stem cells. So that's good for me to hear. Dr. Shukla, thank you very much for being on the show today with us. Much appreciated. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 